Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS report. And we're back. My name is Will, and with me as always on the TTS special report is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, sitting pretty, waiting for my next game. Nice, nice. Well, I gotta tell the suits real quick. So, you're probably wondering, suits, if you've been listening to this for a while, why the hell does Will, specifically, sound so different than he usually does? Well, Merzane was getting a little work done on his house the other day, so we had to reschedule this recording, and so I am actually on a break at my work, (laughs) and recording this podcast on my gaming headset so if i sound a little off if if it's not quite the audio quality that you're used to while listening to this show i hope it's at least bearable and i hope that you bear with us because i'm pretty excited to talk about today's stuff i mean my matchup was insane you had a great matchup i'm sure and then we've got two incredibly uh dense matchups maybe would be the word i don't know but there's some fun stuff coming up for us this week uh, so i'm excited to talk about this oh yeah and uh this is just this is the mic you use for twitch right uh no it's actually a different headset i have two gaming headsets because i'm a weirdo basically the same one though Uh, this is like an arctis pro wireless and the one i have at home is like a hyper x oh yeah that's what i've got same difference but it's a, you know it's it's it basically the Twitch experience is what I'm getting at right like if you if you watch your Twitch this is what you're gonna sound like. That's pretty much it yeah Twitch exactly and uh, before we get too deep into this I do want to let the suits know that um, I've been teasing some fun things coming up soon and right off the rip I do want to go ahead and say if uh, you're coming to NashCon this year and you are one of our suits like patron suits. Um, make sure to let me know, and you can expect to have uh, a nice little something from me to you guys thanking you for the support when you get to NashCon. So I'm really excited to do that. And then also, seriously, the merch is right around the corner, and I'm super stoked for it. And I'm hoping that I'm trying to get it done this week so that way it can be ready for NashCon. People can have their orders in and get it for NashCon. So fingers crossed on that. And then lastly, Merzane, I have a a bit of an announcement in that. So it was mentioned to me that I should probably put my matches up on YouTube from these TTS seasons. So any match I do on Twitch, I'm going to start just putting the raw match on youtube so if people want to go and check that out make things a little easier and and have a a larger archive as well because twitch ends up deleting things over time so being able to have that that little bit of an archive will be pretty nice so i'm going to be putting matches up and i'll put this past week's match up on there soon i was trying to do it the other day but i'm still new to figuring out youtube and apparently mess some stuff up so expect to see that pretty soon when you know it'll be the like i said last week's match will be up very soon but also i'm going to start with that but there's more stuff in the pipeline for house party protocol on youtube and not just your normal battle reporty stuff like you might think which don't be wrong i love that stuff but 
but we're going to be trying to do a little bit of a different stuff over here and i'm uh i'm kind of really stoked for it because i think it's gonna be pretty awesome so stay tuned Thank for you, that man. and uh, the youtube channel it'll just be house party protocol just put that in youtube you'll find it so it's nothing nothing yet as you're listening to this if you're listening to it the week of uh Ju- july 28th 2022 i don't have a video up yet but i will soon so just be ready for that you, you don't want to name your youtube channel uh darth balls with a oh five with a z instead of an s i mean i thought about it but i figured let's just brand with the podcast <laughs> and you know we'll, we'll leave twitch as its own thing twitch is going to do its own thing which the crazy thing about twitch I was looking at my stats on Twitch. I've got like over 200 followers on Twitch. I was like, what oh, is this? This is amazing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, not, definitely not 200 people that watch the stream because I wouldn't want to watch it. it you know, I'm, I'm not the best player in the world. So I, I understand that people don't want to watch it. But it's just kind of cool to have, uh, you know, that many people on there. Maybe a lot of people like me, uh, I have various friends that will watch various streams of people and then someone will post in one of my group chats like, oh, such and such is getting salty in their game. And I'm like on it. I'm like, I'm going to go watch them. And they start getting mad. I'm like, oh, it's so awkward in here. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The salt <laughs> flows sometimes. It sure does. I, I definitely watched a match that happened from the TTS League where there was some salt and, you know, it is what it is. It happens. But we're not here to talk about salt from other people's matches, Merzane. We're here to talk about our matches. And yep. I'd like to start with you and how your week three match went, because I'm really excited because it was a mirror matchup, right? Sort of, with a guy named Mirror Image. We, I, I was correct. It was an I. He told me so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it went pretty well. I won priority. Um, and we ended up going on intrusions and what was the, wow, why can't I remember the, uh, oh, Montesi, I believe. Was it Montesi? Okay. So I think it was Montesi. So you said you uh, won priority. Did you pick secures or extracts? I think I picked secures. Um, you have to forgive me. It's been a while. Um, I remember most of the game stuff, but not the pre-game stuff. A while. Sure, sure. Um, so I think I won priority and picked secures. Basically, like I think we had the same on one and uh, something similar on the other. So I was like, yeah, I'll just pick this one because it gives me the most chance to see what I want, things that I brought. He's like, cool. Sure. All right. Uh, so... We both played Avengers, obviously. Oh, wait. He won Pryo. Obviously. He won Pryo. Sorry, he won Pryo. That's why I don't remember what I picked, because I just picked what he picked. Um, (laughs) But I'm pretty sure it was books. No, it was Spider-Infected. Sorry. Okay. I'm having a thing. What was it? Uh, So we played 17 You're having a thing. Look, it's okay. Okay. (laughs) I I have been rehearsing in my brain a lot of the play-by-play and not so much the pre-game. So I'm thinking like the minutia. To- yeah, exactly. And it is kind of late. We we're, this this is our normal time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Things are a little out of control over here at this special report. But you know what? You got to get it out there to the people. That's what it, out of control is the best, right? Like <laughs> yes. So um, so anyways. So it was intrusions and spider infected. Final answer. I swear to God. Um. So he is prio. I took 
Um, uh, Steve, Vision, Iron Man, Black Cat, and Baron Zemo. This is all 17. Um, he took Cap, Dr. Voodoo, Iron Man, Bullseye, and Black Panther. Now, I thought about taking like Black Panther and my other, um, my Sam and maybe going Sam. Uh, but what inevitably just made me decide mm-hmm. not to was I felt like with Dr. Voodoo having more mystic weakness was a problem. So I opted to go for yeah. my team that usually, usually runs a little bit better against mystic black cat uh, kind of helps with voodoo. Cause she does one of two things. She either steals things after voodoo steals, or if he steals from her, uh, she's, she's like taking aggro with the thing and she can do just do staggers and kind of pivot. Um, and then if I put pressure on voodoo, she can activate and steal, uh, if he decides to recall a spirit. So I, I kind of chose that team based on that. Um, so he goes first, he moves iron man up to the, to my left side picks up a thing and moves to the point. So I'm sort of nervous about getting the middle because he has the voodoo and I'm, I've positioned my cat so that she can take whoever gets the middle point uh, and then be able to contest the, uh, the thing there, the intrusion, which this is on the uh, Cassie's playroom map that has the size for, train car in the very middle oh, of the map. Yeah. It used to be Thomas. It's a much more manageable train car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we both kind of don't go for the first one. Like I'm used to people and I wasn't going for the middle one. Cause I didn't want to get my, my ass kicked. He didn't go for the middle one. He went for his uh, right one first and then to the right intrusion with Dr. Voodoo or no, he went with uh cat. Oh, so he got he that right. He went with Cap. Oh, okay. As I say, he activated Voodoo early. That'd be a bold choice. No, uh, Voodoo does eventually go okay. over there, I believe. Um, but Cap goes over there and holds that point on that right side and basically never moves from there. Um, so my first move is with Vision. After he moves his doctor, his uh, Iron Man up, I move Vision up and I completely ignore my, my spider infected. I run up to the point and I throw his Iron Man directly towards my line and make him hit a car. So he takes a damage and he's on like one hit or whatever. Um, nice. Or that might, I believe that's what happened or I threw him away or something. I, I think I did one damage to him or I shot him. I may have shot him. Um, but nonetheless, next activation after that is my iron man. My iron man moves up next to my point, my little, uh, Oh, that is it. I, I just moved Iron Man up and I shot his Iron Man and killed him. I believe is what happened. Oh, nice. Just, just a six oh, wow. die, that's one a shot or something like that. Roll. It was insane. Um, so that wasn't good for him. Uh, no, it was Bullseye. I'm sorry. Bullseye moved up and I shot you, Bullseye and killed him. You're just all over it. It's, it's late, you're dude. It's all late. Over it, uh, so I shot it's and killed late. Bullseye got the wild and pushed him away. So I couldn't move forward and grab it. Uh, so instead I grabbed the one he was standing next to. So basically I positioned in a way where I could shoot whoever was on the point, probably push him off um, and pick up my own. Um, 
Right. If I did a single damage, did all that damage, and then ended up advanced R and Ding from him to I believe Vision and Cat or uh, Cat, excuse me. Um, nice. So then he goes. He picks up his. Then he picks up his spider infected with iron. Now I'm getting, and now we're now we're picking the pieces together. He picks up the spider infected with spider mm-hmm. or with Iron Man and sits on the point. I move up with Vision, double move and throw him towards my line. Do the damage point. Uh, Voodoo moves up and does something. I notice he hasn't taken the middle point. All of his characters on the left side of the size four train car have activated. Characters on the right side have not activated. Uh, and so they won't be able to shoot me over the size four. So I move cap up to the middle on the other, on the, on my left side of the train car, pick up the point and sit on the, on the objective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when he goes with voodoo. So he goes like with voodoo and just does some random stuff, uh, on the right side, which ended up not being very important. Can't get um, to you though. So you're relatively safe. Yeah. And one of the things that we mentioned in the, in the post game we talked about was, I think that was his primary problem was he, he dedicated Panther Voodoo and Cap early on the right side, and I didn't put anybody on the right, on the right side basically, and just took control of the wow. left side. And he had to come to me, and it was like a blunder fest essentially. Um, I got you. I I throw his his uh, Iron Man. Uh, my last activation is Black Cat. She moves up and she steals from Iron Man. So I have four of the Spider infected, and he ends up contesting the middle intrusion. So one intrusion to his one intrusion, and Four infected to his one. So I get a pretty substantial lead early. I've still got priority. And I think I ended up um, dazing Iron Man at that point. Uh, so did you have more care, more or you had less characters than he had? Oh, no, he had priority. That's right. That's that's right. Yeah, he he has priority. priority. I keep thinking I have priority. He has priority and he decides it's now or never. Iron Man's right in Black Cat's face. So he does a Helios laser for like 12 dice or something. For one damage. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, it was the most glorious roll I've ever seen. I believe it was it was either 11 or 12 dice. um, Maybe 10. But essentially, it was one hit result. And I, I roll, you know, everyone on TTS, if there's no like, re-rolls or anything, you roll your dice at the same time. He can't re-roll into Black Cat. She right. has no re-rolls. So. Um, so I just roll with her. I roll her defense dice while he's getting his dice together. I'm like, Oh, well don't worry. You're going to kill her. I rolled no, no defense. He rolls, um, one hit, one hit results, not like a wild or anything. So he doesn't get his wild trigger. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I believe it was nine or whatever of the same blank result. Not like multiple. Oh my uh, like, gosh. There's, there's two blanks on the die. He rolls the exact same, yeah, yeah. Res- the sa- exact same side. Um, and I was like, I am so sorry, guy. Uh, that wow. is. Wow. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty brutal. Yeah, I was. That's pretty, that's pretty brutal. He burned a card and a bunch of power and Friday. AI- well, so what's funny is you, you might've talked him into not spending more power. Because, you know, if you're like, oh, yeah, don't worry, you're going to kill her. I already rolled my defense. And it's like, oh, wait a second. Maybe if I had spent that 10 more power, I would have gotten this girl. He spent like all the power he could really afford. And I waited for him to be like, like, still, uh, it's just kind of funny. 
it was, oh man, it was bad for him. I felt so bad because that, that yeah. really was like a potential turning point and something I was scared of. Right. Yeah. It's uh, hugely deflating. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just doesn't get it. Uh, so from there, like we have a, we have some good back and forth that, like I said, that left side kind of becomes a blender where like my Baron Zemo's over there, giving a bunch of rerolls, uh, visions doing beams. We just have a big slug fest over there, but it's so hard for him to come back because I, I get such a commanding early lead and I just have to hold it. Mm-hmm. Um, and spider infected, right. the spider infected rolls were really kind to me. His cap moved every single turn. Um, and oh, no. I would just, I would just move him away. Uh, I'm like, well, he's going to yeah, stay behind the bodyguards for you. Well, there was no. Yeah. He was on the far right side on an, on that objective, so he's not really doing anything. He's just he's he's contributing by giving me giving him two points a turn, but that's four points, not mm-hmm. on the board, um, like doing anything productive. But that and right, that's a not little engaging it. Yeah, it's a little rough. And the only way he can really effectively get to the other side of the table is one of two things. One, he can sit, he has to sit on the point because he has to keep up. So he sits on the point and hopes that, you know, he doesn't get pushed away again with the spider infected or he drops the infected and goes to the portal. And, you know, with your luck and your game, which we'll talk about portals are <laughs> the greatest thing to go through. We'll take a damage. They'll use it most likely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tell people all the time. I tell I have intrusions in my list so that my opponent can use the portal, not me. I know better. Yeah, okay, it's a five out of eight chance that it's going to be okay. But when you really, really need it, that's 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 when it's not okay. Trust me. Yep. <laughs> um, he Continue, though, I'm sorry. He eventually goes to the portal and drops it because it's like a Hail Mary, like I've got to kill him. Um, I had like thrown Dr. Voodoo or pushed him a bunch of times and he was over towards that side all of a sudden. So Voodoo picks it up and comes back. Um, but Cap and Voodoo end up on the left side and they, they try to make like a Hail Mary play and daze a bunch of people and just don't. Um, and there's like a little brief moment where he could have potentially like gotten some dazes, gotten a bunch of points and come back. But it was just so far behind and it was a really risky play and it just didn't pay. It was good on him for like realizing that that may, might make it, but it was very slight. Um, and he did good. I think that his yeah. in-game decisions were all fantastic. Uh, he knew he, he was right. correctly identifying a lot of places to go. Um, the two things I told him, I think were a problem that really swung the game. In my favor was of course, deployment we talked about and then also not pressuring middle a little bit more and putting cap all, over, all the way on that, that random side Had cap and bullseye been swapped. I think the game changes a whole lot. Um, yeah. or had you know, uh, Black Panther or Voodoo been a little bit more central so they could rotate to that side because he he deployed very hard on yeah. my right side and it I just ignored it, which is something I do a lot. Yeah. If someone deploys really hard on one side, I'll just take the other side. Well, yeah, and and that's something that we've talked about before, and you know when we've analyzed matches and one of the things like you know. If when you're deploying, you don't want to just ignore the side objectives, but you also don't want to overcommit either. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you kind of have to to pick your battles, so to speak. And 
okay, fine, if my opponent puts down a model that I really want to try to KO or take out or whatever on one side, and I've got the perfect counter for that model, but it doesn't make sense for you to put your model on that side, then don't feel obligated to do that, you know? And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, deployment's so difficult sometimes because, you know, if I've got five models and you have four, you know, I'm going to be still putting my models on the board before, you know, I'm going to have extra ones and I'm going to have more information than you're going to have. And so it kind of mm-hmm. a, allows you to, to make some interesting decisions and whatnot. So it, it's, it's definitely one of those like turn zero things that's really hard to understand until you've played a lot of different games. But especially with characters like Voodoo or Black Panther specifically, I think you bringing up those two is a really good example of characters that I think like they have the mobility and the range to affect either side of the board if you deploy them a little more centrally. And you'd rather have them slightly out of position turn one than spend like like then spend turns one, two and three getting back to where you need to be. Yep. Uh, this is the way I look at it anyways. And especially with like black Panther, right? Like in this matchup, I have no mystic and uh, I have iron man and vision as my energy. And he doesn't mind energy as much, especially when they're lower point dies, but lower uh, die totals like that. So really, yeah, he's, he's like the tankiest character on the board. Um, but he really didn't get to do a lot of action. He did come in and do a really killer um, uh, spender, which I learned that game because I never really read the spender. The spender pushes and damages everyone, even allies. Um, yes. And that I wasn't expecting. So he ended up doing this big spender in the middle of like uh, my cap, his Iron Man, uh, my Iron Man, black cat Baron Zemo and just pushing all these people away and like one shotting awesome. cat or something crazy. It was a really, really big hit. It was one of those things that kind of swung the game. Um, nice. And talking about, you know, positioning and how I deployed a hard left. Um, what I ended up doing on my right side, I also advanced R and D to Zemo. That was the other one. I, so he could move forward. He grabbed my right objective and then he could charge if he needed to. He didn't need uh-huh. to. He just ended up moving long straight towards the left side to try to get people re-rolls. And like I said, you know, I, I have four spider infected over there. If I hold those four spider infected, it and I, I score an intrusion one time in the game, it doesn't matter how the game goes anymore. I could forfeit all of the intrusions and run straight back to my deployment zone. I win eventually because it'll be four because there's only eight possible scoring on the board. Right. Uh, Right. So if I get the one point advantage and four spider infected and I can hold him, I win, which is, I didn't try to run away. Yeah. I did try to fight it out and, and hold the points to make the game fa- uh, a faster so I could win faster. Uh, and it's more fun. I don't want to yeah. grab four objectives it's and run fun, away. Yeah. Uh, but that was the theory. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the theory was, yeah. you know, grab, grab the majority, like, like most extracts, grab the majority extracts and just hold them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's what you do. It's what you do. Yep. So sounds like a really good game though. So you know, you're what, three and one or two and one? Two and one. Two and one. Well that's pretty awesome. So uh you got anything else? Any other takeaways from your match that you want to talk about before we move on to mine? 
Uh, not really. Um, just, you know, I think that was a really good example. And yours will be an example too, of you're never out of the game in most like fair games. So, you know, there's, there's weird things that could happen. Hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. We- Absolutely. Weird early I mean, plays. Dice do weird shit. <laughs> yep. And I think he did a great job yeah. of identifying he was still in the game and playing it out, even through some early some early mistakes. Uh, I think he did a fantastic job of identifying yeah. where he needed to go and, and executed. And some of it, sometimes his dice said no. Sometimes I said no. Um, but we had a fun game. And uh, <laughs> always, always, uh, you know, stick it out to the end. Because in Marvel Crisis Protocol, you can always, you can always stage a crazy comeback. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> so, speaking of crazy comebacks, like if you've been listening to House Party Protocol or TTS Special Reports for a while, y'all know I've had some bangers, right? We've we've had some pretty good matchups. Like, let me shout out to to Barncat and and our match in in cuts last season was pretty freaking great. It was the first time that I had ever been tabled by someone, so that was that was fun, but. That was all really good matches. Everything's been a great match. Well, this match, I think, maybe takes the cake for, like, craziest thing I've seen ever. And I won. Just go ahead and – I'm going to go ahead and – spoiler alert. I won (laughs) this match. I don't feel like I had any business winning this match, but I won this match. And it was Convocation versus Defenders, which I thought was really kind of interesting. And I – Definitely learned some stuff about like defenders and and whatnot and kind of how they they play into convocation. I think if you're worried about convocations, defenders is a very interesting play into them because my god, the hex! I, it was the bane of my existence for so much of that game. Like Black Swan was over there hexed the entire game and really hated it. <laughs> yep. So like the one time she wasn't hexed, literally the one turn she got the other than the first turn where she wasn't hexed was when I was actually able to like explode a crit into a hit to get the follow up and the throw <laughs> like mm-hmm. on and everything dies. It was, it was insane. So we played Montesi and intrusions. So, I won priority, and I think we had 19 threat because I had Doctor Strange, Black Swan, Shadowlands, Daredevil, Mordo, and Wong. And he had his Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Bullseye, Hawkeye, and Nick Fury. With his grunts. So we got two grunts characters. We both have five characters. And it's one of those things where I knew controlling priority was going to be important in this game. So I tried to maintain that for as long as possible. Ended up giving it up a couple times while, you know, kind of going for it, so to speak. But so Montesi and Intrusions. And y'all know my strategy on that is to. Activate the grunts first. They grab the one right in front of the, you know, the home Montesi, and then Shadowlands goes up to the middle. But we had talked about whether or not I should play Eyes on the Prize if we saw Montesi, and so I actually had Eyes on the Prize with me mm-hmm. and the grunts. And I thought to myself, I should probably do this once I saw his list and everything. But 
there was this big piece of terrain right in the middle of the board. And it was size four. And the Montesi, if I grabbed it with Shadowlands, it basically meant he didn't have line of sight to me. And I think I actually ended up making a couple mistakes. I forgot to mention that Shadowlands Daredevil had stealth a couple times, I think. And I think I got shot at range four by Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch at one point. Doesn't matter at this point. But I definitely... I think I forgot that a couple times. You're going to forget things in a game. It happens. But I thought, okay, I'm probably safe if I move Shadowlands over here, you know, with the leadership and everything to grab that middle one. So I do all of that. I do my normal thing. Well, he ends up dazing Shadowlands Daredevil turn one. And, I mean, he had to work for it, and he didn't have any power to pick up the book. So what do I do? I play eyes on the prize and I barely have enough room to go up and grab that book turn one that I was supposed to have on Shadowlands Daredevil and that I probably should have had on Strange right off the rip. But alas, it is what it is. But I think that that decision at the beginning of the game was one of those like really clutch decisions for me in the totality of the game, because I had to maintain a lead. I felt like during that game, because as the game went on, his attrition was better than mine. Just the dice were just falling that way. Like I couldn't roll defense dice uh, hardly at all uh, up until a point, <laughs> which we'll talk about, but like my, my dice were kind of lukewarm to medium for, for the beginning of, of the game. And then his dice were pretty hot, um, but we were making some really good decisions. Like he made a lot of really good decisions, and I think he left Bullseye on an intrusion point, and I left Mordo on one for a while, and it was just kind of two characters gaining points there, and it was a fight over over the books mainly, and we were we were just I mean we were back and forth, and Black Swan I think it was turn two had a chance to days was it days or ko i think okay so no it's it's turn three black swan has a chance to ko a scarlet witch and i've got four power and some stuff uh i don't remember how it all what my power situation all that worked out but i rolled a grand total of 26 dice into scarlet witch and got five damage through she has six stamina on her injured side. That right there <laughs> was soul crushing because he used he had to use an indomitable to stop the throw and then on one of those attacks, yeah. So I got to do everything dies twice, and and then he was able to take the one damage. But anyways, all that attacking, all that stuff, and then you know obviously in the second attack incinerated, so still. Couldn't finish off a Scarlet Witch. And at this point, he had used Eye in the Sky and uh, the No More Mutants cards. And then, obviously, using Indomitable. So he was kind of down a bunch of tactics cards at this point. Which, I'm really glad that my opponent did that, ultimately, right? Like, saving those cards for later, I think, would have been really good for him, obviously. But I think that he used those at a time when he thought it was best served, but I'm really glad he used them when he did. And I, I feel like it really kind of helped me make 
better decisions down the long run, which that's as this game went on, you know, Shadowlands Daredevil was able to to get up and do one awesome move. He did one awesome thing in this game, and that was get to where he did an area attack with his demons, devastation, whatever it is. He turned it into an area attack, and we got the ninjas to within two of every one that he attacked also. So every one of his mystic attacks at that point became nine dice, and I was able to do, was it Bullseye, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Strange? I think I got all four of them with that attack, but I only dazed, I, I think I only dazed Bullseye and then KO'd Hawkeye with that attack. I'm not sure what round that happened in, um, but I did go back and watch this match again, because it was one of those where, like, when it was all said and done, when it was over, I was like, what just happened? I, I couldn't remember what happened half the time. But all this to say, it was back and forth. I was maintaining a point lead for the majority of the match up until about turn five. And that's when we, I think we tied at like eight points or something like that. Or or somewhere around there, we, we were tied. Uh, maybe it was turn six. But... I say maybe it was turn six. Guess what, guys? Two more turns. That's right. This yeah. this went to round eight. It went to round eight. <laughs> like, holy crap. And not only did it go to round eight, the score was 11 and 11 in round eight. So think about that. Like, what was this game? So uh, I don't remember... I know at one point Wong had a book and blasted somebody with the books, but didn't end up doing what he needed to do with it. You know, kind of the old hero we needed. Uh, he he took an attack from Bullseye, and it just needed one block, and it didn't work. Didn't get any blocks. So like, you know, all my all my defense rolls up until the very end of the game were really bad, like really bad. So it is what it is, but. Um, being able to have Ironbound books up for the majority of the game, I feel like was helpful, even though there was a lot of changing. It at least forced my opponent to have to change a lot of attack types, which I thought was really good. Yep. And uh, so that I think was, it was a really good thing ultimately there, but um, strange. I think he, he died way earlier than what I expected him to, but he did get off a really nice shining circle of the Seraphim. You know, he was able to heal up Black Swan and himself, take some conditions off and stuff like that. So that really helped. But we mentioned intrusions, right? Like people, seriously, that portal, it is, it, it, it is such a gamble. And you think to yourself, the odds are pretty good. You know, you have a better than 50% chance to make it through the portal. You're still going to take the damage, but a better than 50% chance. So you feel fairly good about it. Well, I tried it twice with Mordo, failed twice with Mordo. So that didn't feel very good. But we get towards the end of the game. I think at this point, I have Mordo. Is, is Mordo the only character I have alive at this point, or is Wong still alive? Do you remember? This is at the end of the game. With the last, the the end of the game when I have the three, I have three, or I I have um, uh, I the third time I use the portal with Mordo. Uh, I think maybe Wong was dead at this point. 
Uh, but I, th- I think he, I think he's either, he's either dead that turn or the previous turn or something. I think. I think I had Mordo and one other character at this point because he had like four characters, like three, three or four characters left. It was he Wong. had Strange. It was Wong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had Strange, uh, Bullseye, and Fury left, and I had Mordo and Wong left, and we're in round six or seven. And I think Wong ha- grabs a book and, and tries to shoot. And I think he ends up getting, oh, man, I don't remember if he ended up, I don't think he killed anybody with that, but he did a little bit of damage. I think I'm not, I, I can't really remember if I'm being honest. So we get to the point in the game. It's round seven. Mordo at this point, I'm going to be out activated and lose on points. So I have to do something. I can't. Well, before we get to that, though, I do got to say, I did get to do the fun thing with Mordo in, I think it was round six. And it's one of those things where I talk about it all the time of like, it's one superpower on that card that I would change just a little bit. And it would be so much more interesting. But I still got to do it this game. So... I think it was Fury was incinerated and he was within range two of Strange and Bullseye. He was within range two of all of his characters. So I got to use Soul Barb in a meaningful yeah. way and actually put incinerates on all of his characters going into a couple of attacks. So I was really happy about that. Like It, it felt really good to be able to like, oh my gosh, I actually get to use Soul Barb in a meaningful way because I never get to do that. I never get to do it. It so it felt real good. So, anyways, end of the game, round seven. I am on a far intrusion point. My looking at the board from my side, my right intrusion point. I I spend the power to go to the middle. I think I have I don't know two power, something like that. So I don't have a ton of power on Mordo, and I spend the power to jump to the middle point. And I am like, I've got to get two attacks in. I need to do my spender. Like I need to, I need to just shoot my shot right here. Right. And Mordo's still healthy at this point too, which is important to note. So I jump to the middle point and I see bullseye sitting there with three health and his now one mystic defense. Cause he's incinerated. And then Doctor Strange, and then Fury is far enough to, away where he would have to move and attack. And I'm still ahead on points, I think. Yeah, I had to be. I had to be ahead on points here because he he would have to he would have had to tie it and and everything. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure I'm ahead on points. So we, I do. I'm like, all right. Well, I've got to get three damage into bullseye but that wasn't the first thought i had i was like okay well i'm going to teleport in and then do my spender you know gain my power then do my spender but i for whatever reason i was like oh crap that that gaining power thing costs an action i can't do that well maybe bullseye sitting there with three health i've got one power so i wouldn't have even been able to get enough power in the first place to do my spender so i'm like if i can gain three power off of bullseye i even said this I said, if I can gain three power off a of bullseye, there's a fighter's chance here. Like where there's there's a chance, you know. And so 
I, I roll the dice. Four dice mystic attack. Bullseye doesn't block a single one. Bullseye is KO'd. I get to four power, and I do a Burning Reigns of Ragador into Doctor Strange. This, when I tell y'all this roll went off, it went off. I think it ended up with, what, 11 dice after crits, and only one of them was not a success. Something like that. However many dice it ended up being after criticals, there was only one that was not a success. So, Strange dead. <laughs> like, he tried to save him with the reroll. It wasn't enough. Strange was KO'd. Okay? This is the OG Strange. His OG Defender's Leader Strange. So, Mordo's sitting there in the middle of the board and takes an attack from the Grunts and Fury and Dazes. And he ends up catching up on points. So, this is going into round eight now. Fury tried to use the teleport on previous round, I think it was. And so now I have priority. He had tried to use the teleport. The grunts are kind of close to me. Fury's kind of far away from me. And if I don't do anything, he's going to win the game because he's going to have an opportunity to score two points, potentially three points to my one or two points. If I can get a book on Mordo and then get over to an intrusion. So he tries to use the portal and he fails the roll. Like I had been doing the entire game with Mordo, apparently, up until the very end there. So he fails the roll, and so I put Fury on now my right intrusion, and I put him as far as range one can let him go and close to Mordo. I'm hoping that it's range four. And TTS says it wasn't in, but them shadows looked like they were touching. I'm just going to say it. I mean, you saw it, Merzane. It was very close. It was a little hard. Uh, I think I was at work, so I had to like... At the time, I didn't watch rewatch the end for the minutia, uh, but I was at work and I was on 240p, just mostly listening. <laughs> uh, everything oh, yeah. looked in. Well, everything looked in. <laughs> yeah, it looked so close. It looked like it was like right there, but he wasn't in. So, so this and this is round seven, I think. This is I'm talking about round seven. No, this had to be round eight. No, this well, is definitely it, round seven. See, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. It, this, there's one more turn that happens. So I'm sitting there waffling with what to do with Mordo because he's in the middle of the board. How you know If I get two points here, like Fury can't – doesn't have enough movement to get to a book. Like he can't get to one to, to, try, to, to try to make it. And I think he didn't even have any power to do it as like, that's why he didn't use the portal again or something. I don't remember kind of how it all went down. He had one power left. Yeah. So, so whatever, whatever it was, he couldn't get to the portal and then get to a book. Right. So if, if Mordo was able to get a book and be on a portal, then I was going to at least make the game go another round. Cause we were going to tie again two to two because his, his grunts already had a book and they can't contest secures. So, I I had to make a decision. Either round seven, do move and do one seven dice burning reins of Ragador attack into Fury, hoping to do, I think he had four health left, maybe five. I don't remember if he was full health or not, but hoping to do the damage to kill him. I think it was four health because he had used the portal. Mm-hmm. So it was one attack, 
with no buffs or bonuses or anything for the game, like literally for the game, or move, you know, spend for Ironbound books during the power phase before you do anything. So during the power phase, spend the two for Ironbound books, move, grab a book and move to the far portal, make him spend his power to get through the portal and come to me. The grunts are only going to get one attack, the and then Fury would get potentially two if he successfully makes it through the portal. So I chose that route, I, which I feel like was a really big gamble. I feel like it was yeah. <laughs> a really big gamble, especially considering how my defense dice had been going at that point. And it's one of those things where I, I didn't feel confident in rolling seven dice into his four at that point. And I'd love to get your opinion on that, Merzane, of like how you felt about whether or not that was a, the right decision. But we'll say, we'll talk about how it played out, and then you can talk about it. So I do I do the grab the book and move thing, scoring two points. He comes over and shoots me with the grunts. I think shoots me twice with fury, and my defense dice are just like, nope. You are not killing Mordo today. <laughs> yep. And I think... I rolled, he rolled a really nice roll on his combat knife or whatever it was. And then, and then Mordo's defense roll was five successes, something like that. Like he had on four dice, five successes. And I think my opponent was like, this is Mordo had that. And I think my opponent had like six successes on five dice. So I ended up taking one damage. So Mordo's sitting there with like two damage on him, follow-up attack. He rolls kind of poorly uh, my opponent does, and my defense are, are decent at that point, so no more damage. And he's giving me power. So, and I've got a book. So we start round eight, and I did make a mistake. You can only use the book one time, but it I just kind of made it hard mode on myself, if you will. I rolled six dice twice into the Grunts and Fury, whereas I should have actually done the Burning Reigns first into Fury, put the condition on him, and then done the book into both of them it doesn't matter the result ends up not being different but i ko fury winning me the game and it is the first time i have ever in the history of marvel crisis protocol tabled anybody i've never done that before so that was now you've tabled and been tabled so exactly i've done both uh you know so so that's the game and sorry for kind of being long-winded and all that like there's a lot of minutia that went on and my opponent made some really 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 great decisions like moving and throwing something with scarlet witch to ko my strange or something was like it was beautiful it was beautiful and you know it was one of those things where where i think we we both played a very clean game in terms of our decision making there there's very little that I would um, go back and change. I would say that I think my opponent was incredibly aggressive and I played into that a little bit, but I also feel like I was still playing my game to a point, but I could have been even a little more cagey than I was, but I felt like that I was going to be able to be okay. And this is the dice just kind of let me down. But Merzane, what do you think about this match? You watched a, a fair bit of it, even though you didn't get to see all of it. I watched, I actually went back and watched the whole thing. Um, and I think that for the most part, like a lot of your late game decisions were okay, particularly because he, as, as your options slowly dwindled. Um, 
with the final play being, you know, do you go for the kill on round seven or give him the opportunity to go for a kill? And then you get a better chance at a kill. Yeah. That's such a tough decision, right? Cause like you teleport through, yeah, you get one four die attack and one reigns of Ragador and it's got to kill. It's going to do five damage. Um, and I felt like because you had books up that might've been maybe better odds, but then you risk like he teleports through the, he teleports through the thing and grabs a book and then you lose. Um, if you don't kill him, mm-hmm. but then you also have the potential that, you know, he got the three attacks and you, those could have killed you. So it was really dicey either way. And it was a really, it was, it was a big gamble either way. I think you went with the one that involved him coming to you more because like, I think the round previous had he just double moved onto the middle point and then uh, on, cause he would have priority if he would just move over and grab the book and then move back uh, and maybe even move back again yeah. and, and give you and concede that middle point to you and just make his way to his side of the table. Uh, I think it makes it a lot harder for you to like win. Um, but he came to you and you both decided to end the game in that activation. And um, aside from using the book twice and not rains, then book, I think it was fine. The two mistakes I, I noticed were very early in the game and uh, they were very minor, but I think that they, they were a lot of mo- one. I don't remember if it was really a lot of momentum, but one was definitely a lot of momentum for you. Uh, the more minor one was, Hawkeye shot you through a size four building and spent a power to ignore line of sight. And you took it as ignoring or, or changing his damage type and hex Dr. Strange. When you shouldn't have hexed Dr. Strange. Oh, oh see. Okay. And well, this yeah, was something- I asked him, I said, Hey, Dr. Strange is supposed to be hexed. Right. And you, and he said, yes, I think you both I, I thought- asked him. He took, he, you, uh, because you actually said, oh, yeah, you changed your damage point, so I should be hexed, right? And you're like, he's like, yeah, I think so, yeah, or something like that. So, like, I think you both just got yeah. confused and remembered Hawkeye spent a power, but he actually spent the power to ignore the cover or, and the and the building. There you so, go. Doctor Strange wouldn't have been hexed there. And I think that can change a lot, right? Because then, like, I don't remember if he crit a lot or whatever, but that changes a lot of how you he play did. the game. He did. And how he plays the game. And he would, so he would have had another round of not being hexed and that could have been a big deal. The other one was, and I think this was actually almost a critical mistake and you got, you did get punished for it. And that was your first charge with black swan. So you measured, there was that size four house. You measured going out away mm-hmm. from the house. I think you had a vector to get up onto the house. And what you were trying to do is you were trying to swing wide and get out of doc or not Dr. Strange out of uh Scarlet Witch's attack range but it was really clear from your pre-measure that wasn't an option and you were going to take a shot i think what would have been better is if you went into the house because i don't think there was a vector where she could see you because she couldn't get on top of the building and i think she'd have to double move to see you on that side of the building and either way you would get cover and i think that would have been a lot better than being way wide out in no man's land um and uh, potentially getting seen. So I think you could have done exactly what you did, but in a better early position, black swans, not hexed anymore going into round two. 
Uh, so your follow-up play. So you have two characters who are not hex going into round two. One that shouldn't have been by rules right. and one that you just could have avoided with positioning. And that sets up your second round to be much more explosive. Cause I think you did roll some crits with black Swan and then we're like, Oh man, I can't crit. I can't crit cause I'm hexed. Oh, I but, definitely did. <laughs> I definitely and that, did. that potentially can lead to more damage, more, more dazes and start snowballing your victory a little bit harder. Um, so I think that that would be my, my only like real strategic takeaway is trying to use line of sight to your advantage better because you definitely had some opportunities yeah. to do it and didn't. And I don't think y'all ever attacked um, Daredevil through a stealth, but you, I do think that you could have used a stealth better. Cause like you did the opposite, right? Like he should have been when he was getting damaged, he took like two or three attacks in the early game and you kept moving him into yeah. the wall to try to get cover, I guess, and block line of sight. You should have yeah. just been put teleporting him yeah. straight back off the point and seeding the point and using his, his stealth. Cause you had two books and one intrusion on the far right. So you were going to be points parity. Right. And then all you got to do is like fight for the middle or go for the left and not bullseye off of it. And you start winning and using your range to your advantage and stuff. Right. And- well, he, he was attacking daredevil, I think with strange. So moving daredevil first, then I get my place. And I think it just kind of, if I remember correctly, like it just wasn't working out in terms of trying to get away. And I was like, well, let me just at least try to get some cover here. I think but, one shot, uh, yeah. daredevil getting KO'd like, he went down like a chump. Like he got to do his one cool thing. And and admittedly, it was cool, but he got to do the one cool thing and then just fl- just literally fell over. <laughs> it happens. I, and like I don't remember like I don't remember exactly if you could have gotten out of the 3. If you could have, I think that's a lot better for you in that position. Um Oh, definitely. Just, uh and I don't remember if you measured it or not, but that had definitely been something I was looking at. Like, can I get out of, can I get stealth here? And if you can get stealth there, I think you take it. And I think he, I think he ends up, your Baron Mordo went to your right intrusion. I think him and Baron Mordo swap. Uh, yeah. And Baron Mordo kind of takes a middle position and starts buffing everyone. And then you're in a much better spot. Yeah. Um, And maybe. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Wong could have come up a little bit earlier. Like the heal on him was fine, but you know, Dr. I think Dr. Strange was kind of dead. Like he, I, I, he, he yeah, was, I, I moved, I, I moved him back and then healed him with Wong. And it was just delaying the inevitable. I think. Yeah. I think if you got a little bit more aggressive with Wong, like potentially like you get a six die hit with him. Right. And then he's like, well, I either try to kill yeah. Dr. Strange here or I go for Wong and get this book. And if he goes for strange, then the same result happens. But now your Wong is in a much better position to like do more stuff. And then also, yeah. uh, if he goes for Wong and gets the book, then your big hitter's alive and you got priority to go in and do his big heal again, which I thought that heal was a great move. Uh, I thought that was the perfect opportunity for it. I felt pretty good about it. I hit three characters with it and I was able to take a bunch of conditions because at the time, I remember at the time, Doctor Strange had, I think, Hex, Incinerate, and Bleed or, or he had maybe Shock. And bleed. It was shock, hex, and, it, and bleed. And he was on, yeah. And he was on one health. And the first attack, I didn't clear the bleed. I was like, I'm gonna clear the shock so I can roll more dice, and we'll hope for the <laughs> for the cleanse <laughs> on the next one. And, but, uh, and 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 I got it. 
and you got the salve. So like you weren't in bleed and die range. So like, it was really good. Um, I, I really like that. So like you made a lot of good decisions, but I think that those, mis- those, er- those two early mistakes, uh, maybe the daredevil one, like I said, it depends on measurements. Um, and I don't remember if you measured it or not. I think I should have just gone in with eyes on the prize. Eyes yeah, of the prize I mean, would have like, probably been your ideal. I, I, yeah. yeah, because then it's just a single move with Strange and then move back. Yeah, and, and then he has to come into me, and we're at least somewhat close on points. Yeah, uh, especially because like you know, Daredevil but, is really good if he can't change to Mystic, right? Like the only character outside right. of Defenders he fears in this list is uh, sometimes Strange's Spender. If Strange ever uses the Spender, which isn't likely. And uh, yeah, Scarlet Witch exactly, and any everyone else he's not super concerned with, but in this matchup he's always concerned because you you usually probably don't get his uh, his radar senses exactly, exactly. Oh, one more thing I forgot to mention, and then we need to talk about our 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 matchups for this week because we're running a little long. But one more thing I forgot to mention when I KO'd uh, Bullseye with that four dice from Mordo who had, who had done a couple four dice attacks earlier in the game, literally no damage the entire time at this point, but whatever dice do dice things, dice are going to dice. Uh, but anyways, he used strange to buff the defense of bullseye, giving him three dice and still rolled no successes. And I still, it was like, <laughs> it was just one of those like, Oh my God, I can't believe this worked <laughs> kind of moments. But, uh, Anyways, anyways, Marzane, uh, it was look. It's on Twitch. It will be on YouTube, and it, you know you don't have to watch the whole match. Or if you do watch it, put it on like one point five per you know times or whatever, and and just enjoy it. And but the the end of it is really where things start kicking off. Like it's like what is happening? Oh my gosh, you know kind of stuff. So, anyways, let's now pivot pivot and talk about your matchup into. The one and only Mike DeLuca, winner of LVO this year. Yeah, of Danger Room fame. So I think DeLuca was on um, Shadowlands Daredevil at the beginning of the, the season. and He has swapped to... I, I think uh, so too. Convocation. Now this Convocation is a lot different than your Convocation. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do the, do it's it. It's a we'll lot different. Uh, so yeah, yeah. His characters are ancient one, Baron Mordo, black Panther, Dr. Strange, Dr. Voodoo, Ebony Maw with the space gem, Loki with the mind gem, Luke cage, magic, and toad. His tactics cards mm-hmm. are astral ring bar with no doors, book of Cagliostro brace for impact heroes for hire Ironbound books journey through limbo, Orb of Agamotto, playing a Poldock, and shh. And his uh, mm-hmm. crises are Demons Downtown, Intrusions, Superpower Scoundrels, and Alien Ships, Deadly Virus, Deadly Legacy Virus, and Montesi Formula. So uh, I'm not entirely sure what he's doing with this. Um, <laughs> uh, he's playing hard control with this list. This is the... This is the convocation control list right here. Yep. Like I, I, I see this and I'm like, it's OG strange, not Supreme. So yep. when I say hard control, it's uh, OG strange, his, uh, what is it? Uh, 
what is his attack called? His builder. I don't like calling it builder, but his I think it's Belful bolts or something like that. Or no, that's yeah, the, that's that's my strange. That's the one. Is I mean. it? Um, the, maybe it is Baleful bolts of Balthak. No, it's definitely not that. I don't know. We can look it up later. Either way, so he's still if he does a damage, he's moving you short. Bolts of bedevilment. No. That's it. Yeah, he's um. He's moving you short, right? So then you've got Black Panther with his pushes. Mordo has a size 2 push. Ancient One has the push, but it's a pull if you are attacking. And then Voodoo with his throw. Maul has the advance. Loki has the mind gem on him. Uh, Luke Cage has the potential for some moving. He brought magic with Journey Through Limbo. And then Toad has the wild push. So like literally, literally... Every character in his roster has a chance to do some control. Some of them have better chances than others, but like this is this is this is hard, hard, hard control and mess with your action economy. Yep. When I look at his characters. Yeah, I agree with that. The thing that confuses me is like uh like Book of Cagliostro, I understand. It's sort of a weird tech. And I guess it's going to be really good on like, like a Doctor Strange late game, right? Or Doctor Voodoo, like at the end of a round, he yeah, can. So let's talk about what what that is. So Book of so, Cagliostro. So Book of Cagliostro is a card. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me do it. Let me do it. Okay, or okay. you can do it. You do it. Okay. Right. Uh, Book of Cagliostro is a convocation specific card. You choose a convocation character. Uh, they that character and two other characters within three of it can spend two power each. Now the other two don't have to be affiliated to anyone. Uh, you remove the activated token from the chosen character. Uh, and th- so they can activate again, essentially. Uh, it's kind of like um, mm-hmm. the empowerment card that a uh, uh, red skull has, but it doesn't damage dark empowerment, requires. dark empowerment. Yep. Um, Co- cosmic invigoration. That's what you think. Yeah. yeah. I think dark empowerment is something that Dormammu does. Uh, yeah, yeah. But basically this is going to let one of his convocation characters get an extra activation one round. Um, now typically you would see people do that for like a big attrition swing. I think he's probably going to do it with like Dr. Strange and try to like push a bunch of people one round. It's strange voodoo, Mordo or ancient one, but yeah, it's definitely stranger voodoo. I could see it being voodoo depending on the, like what the extract situation is and, and whatnot and what points. Yeah. Um, and as the other one that's really weird to me is astral ring. Uh, that's not one I see played a lot. Mm-hmm. What I anticipate is going to happen if he runs that is he's going to use it to like probably again, Dr. Strange, like put him up and have him just be safe and push people off points. Um, well, so the thing about Astral Ring is, is really interesting, so I agree with you. I think it would be to keep someone safe. Astral Ring, I think, is really good on – like he's got super-powered scoundrels. It's really good on that because you can keep your character safe on a point. And the way that Astral Ring works, at the start of a convocation character's activation, it may spend two power. Place a projection token within three of this character. When measuring ranges of this character's attacks or superpowers, you measure from that token. This character does not contest objective tokens normally. Instead, the projection token contests all objectives as if it were this character. 
while the projection token is in play, cannot advance or be placed. The character can't be advanced or placed. Okay, so basically what I would say he's that is in there for is for scoundrels because he or maybe demons but definitely scoundrels because he can stand on one of those corner points put the astral ring projection token out to that middle point contest it and affect the board around him in that way and then when that token goes away his his character is still contesting that other objective Mm -hmm. like that that is what i would think he'd be doing with that yeah, it's it's interesting because like the weird thing about on scoundrels is if he if he's contesting the point, right? So let's say it's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is contesting a back point and then he projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not contesting a point, he doesn't get cover anymore. Because Doctor Strange is no longer contesting its its token. So the token has to contest. Correct. And then it's also but weird because like if he's contesting the back corner, he gets cover even if, and he's projecting to like the middle. If my guys come up to attack him on that back corner, he still gets cover because <laughs> uh, we're not contesting the yeah. same, the same one. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And so we're talking about him as being convocation. He's convocation defenders, by the way, because both ancient one, Dr. Strange, Luke magic, they're all defenders. I I don't think he's gonna do. I don't think he has enough tactics cards to play defenders. I think it's it's. I don't think I there's mean, any chance. I don't think there's any chance we see defenders. I this agree not, with you. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's <laughs> a possibility, but well, you know. But anyways, anyways, you're talking about astral ring. Let's 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 continue that that unless you had anything else to say about it because like. I think it's it's interesting here, and I think if he's playing a form of control, it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think there's definitely, and, and you know, you mentioned Book of Cagliostro. You know, when I when I build my convocation roster, I always put Astral Ring, Book of Cagliostro, Bane of Dambala, and Orb of Agamotto in there to start, and I always take them out because Astral Ring. I find myself being out of position. Like if I use the astral ring, I, I feel like I end up being out of position on the follow-up turn. And I don't want to do that. Like it's just, I've, I've played it enough times to where I'm just like, ugh, I hate that strange is all the way back over here now. And now I've got to spend power to get over there or, or voodoo or whoever plays it. Right. Yep. So that's why I don't play that. And then book of Cagliostro, it takes a lot of setup and you can see it coming. And as long as you have, a little bit of control. You don't need a lot, but as long as you have just a little bit of control, you can disrupt it. Yep. So or play that either. Or make it not as valuable. Um, exactly. So I'm concerned with this mostly because it's a lot of stuff I'm not familiar with. It's not the kind of convocation I'm used to playing against. Um, right. But I, it's, it's sort of like I look at Astral Ring and I look at Book and I think they're great tech pieces that can like swing games surely but it's also like his attrition characters are basically maw and ancient one and like doctor strange can and black like he has a lot that can but don't really like do it so yeah i mean i'm sort of stuck in this thing where like i could go for attrition right and i think that can be that's really valuable i have a lot of characters on my team that can do physical and a lot of characters on my team that can do Mm. energy 
during a book's turn. So I think like I'm most likely doing vision because vision's going to have good He's got one of my best mystic defenses in the, in affiliation. He's got energy. He's got physical. He's got a throw. It's all cheap. Um, and he's got a mm-hmm. beam so I can like beam a bunch of people, uh, steal power, uh, get lots of good power and, and like power them up and do stuff. But I think I'm also going to look at getting Juggernaut. Yeah. So thankful I had a Juggernaut in the midseason. Uh, I think Juggernaut's going to be really good here. Uh, on non-books turns, he's going to shred uh, the Wizards. Uh, he doesn't have Indomitable. There's I a potential think- I can like throw people long with Do You Know Who I Am and just like really force them out of the game uh, for at least a couple turns. And then like Ebony Maw is probably like one of going to be a major contributor to his control. And he just can't control uh, Juggernaut if he's on his front side. And then the nice punch is going to help prevent a lot of damage for that attrition. Um, Dr. Strange potentially does damage and hurts him and pushes him. But nice punch really like evens that out. If I can also get Zemo in that mix, uh, I get the re-rolls. Zemo's also good versus Mystic, but... Um, just to stop you right there, Merzane, I think that uh, Juggernaut is a really, really great pick into this list in a lot for a lot of reasons, right? Like, yeah. And one of the things I wanted to say before you started talking about Juggernaut was the fact that I think that you mentioned energy attacks and stuff. I think that one of the ways to deal with convocation is with energy over physical most of the time because they are going to have opportunities for Ironbound books. However, when I look at his list, he's going to get it for one turn. He's going to have it for one turn, and it's going to be an impactful turn. But after that, it's not coming back unless you KO someone. So like, keep that in mind and strategically plan like when you're going to be KOing people because what yep. you don't want to have happen is for Ironbound books to come back on like round five or something and like, oh crap, well, now I got to chew through this. But I think energy attacks are really strong into convocation in a lot of ways because, yeah, like someone like Ancient One, if you're doing energy, she's still good, right? But Mordo has four defense dice on energy and mystic. So again, it's it's kind of like, but with Voodoo, energy definitely better. Doctor Strange and Strange Supreme, energy definitely better if the books are up. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that's a good idea. And then as for Juggernaut, man, like, dude, I think if you if you line up Juggernaut across from Ebony Maw, that's a that's a that's a a matchup you'll take all day. Oh yeah, I and, I think. And I I think that like, there's a lot of chances we're like even under Book's turn that eight die strike on a bad roll for him could just kill him. Um. And like I said, the throw is well, super also valuable. it affords you it affords you the power to pay to get around his defenses. Like you mentioned, OK, yeah, on book's turn. But like Ebony Maw relies on the fact that you have to pay to get around his defenses and mm-hmm. he has no dice fixing. So like there's no rerolls. There's nothing like that. So other than like on playing a Poldock when he's attacking, he's not going to get any kind of bonuses to his attack dice or anything other than just criticals you know the normal stuff so like if he whiffs a roll and juggernaut comes up there and smashes i mean that's solid and like you said do you know who i am to just throw him long away that's not going to be good for an ebony maw 
No, even with the space gem, like that's still him having to spend space gem power to get in. And like he's probably not contesting mm-hmm. if he does that. And like maybe he gets a double attack, but I don't right. think Juggernaut's as, as worried about double attacks from a mystic attacker. Yeah, definitely that, not. I mean, again, you're still rolling five dice and you don't have any rerolls or anything, but it's but you can't be moved or advanced, which is, I think, the big thing with Ebony Maw here. Yep. Um, I think I'm also potentially a little bit concerned with the heal from Doctor Strange. Uh, mm-hmm. I think heals are going to be like such a big deal right now. If you like it's a good equalizer like with Medpack gone, these oh, heal characters are, are so valuable. Uh in my experience, I don't have a chance to heal anybody because people usually just get killed. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping I can I can <laughs> yeah. afford him the same the same respect and just murder his people so he doesn't have to worry about killing them. Um, but right, we'll kind of see. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it's going to be a lot of like really interesting positioning um, versus his control. Well, and I, th- I, 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 gonna- I agree with you. I think. Th- I think it's going to be incredibly interesting because he does have a lot of control. Orb of Agamotto provides a lot of mobility to his convocation characters, you know, and then the journey through limbo is always one of those things that if he brings magic is, is real spicy. Like if he plays, if you play guy, if you guys pull scoundrels and I could see y'all playing at 20 and he's just going to have, I think a crazy time on that. Like, I think, I think that could be, be pretty good for him scoundrels really and then if you guys pull something like alien ship or montessi looking at at your roster and you know your avengers you know obviously steve into all this mystic you know that's a bit of a problem but i think you can still deal with it i think you're okay you know you mentioned vision earlier i think vision's a great character here i think that excuse me it's late. I think that you have a real good chance kind of with everything, but it's definitely going to come down to what crises are pulled. But if you pull any of his extracts, like even deadly legacy virus, I think you're not, not too upset by that. Like you have to worry about voodoo and toad stuff, but you have a black cat and you have a toad, right? So y'all are kind of doing the same thing to each other in a weird way yeah i i think if i'm given the chance i don't pick his extracts i don't mind his secures and i don't mind uh i I really don't legacy virus is so hard sometimes yeah um not having my own strange is potentially a problem um and i think i'm gonna spend a lot of the game like trying to not let voodoo and such in range. And I don't know if that's the best like strategy to, to like play. Right. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, he's, but, man, he's just got so much control in this list. Yep. And, and again, like who DeLuca is as a player, you know, he's one that if he can do it di- without dice, he's gonna. Yep. I, I think you know the, like, that's he, the, this is a weird thing about this convocation list. Is it has to roll dice in order oh, to yeah. get its control? Like, and there's so many ways that it can go. It's gonna be really hard to plan what I'm bringing. Um, 
I have some ideas of what I want to do, but it's just going to be a matter of like, like, I feel like every, every chance it's going to be this weird, like turns your thing. Like, I think I have ways I can counter him, but then like he has ways I can counter that. Mm-hmm. But if I swap it a little bit, he can counter that. So like, I don't think there's like a good, good or wrong, good or bad answer either way. The question I have for you is Steve or Sam here. Cause I think that is a, a decision point for you that is, is really interesting. I think it's most likely Steve, if I can make the points work, but I think that there's probably mm-hmm. times like maybe on 20, I go Sam, uh, with, I think I could probably yeah. get six wide Sam, uh, with a pretty decent team. And I think that makes, cause he's probably going to go five wide, four or five wide on 20. I don't think he can mm-hmm. get as wide as I can. And that means I think, um, I can start out activating him and a lot of his control matters, but if he accidentally kills people, I can just negate some of his control. Um, right. And, and if he's playing it other, other than Ebony Maw, he doesn't have any like real attrition pieces. Yeah. Strange can like, uh, Ebony Maw. Ebony yes. Maw is a big one. Strange can pop and Mordo can buff anybody, but like really, Ebony outside of Ebony Maw, he's he's not really playing hard attrition. So, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where if you do play Sam and you do get high points, I, I definitely think that favors you. Yeah, because I think I think Especially it puts him in a, leadership. You know? I think it puts him in a position where he's having to second guess: Do I really want to attack here? Uh, and I haven't played Sam in a yeah. while, and I don't think Sam is nearly as good as he used to be. Uh, but. I, I still think that there's a lot of head games you can play with someone. Um, and it's, yeah. it's, I, I play this Avengers list to be an equalizer, right? Like I want to level the playing field and make the game fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's what I have to like cater to. And I think Sam does that really well at the high point. Yeah. So you were talking about picking whether you're going to pick secures or extracts. I think I like your extracts a lot on this one. Potentially getting a spider infected would really, really be cool. I think, but I don't know. That's just me. Spider infected. I really like um, hammers because I want him to have to pay more power for his, uh, his cards. Um, Montessi's oh, yes. whatever, but I don't really like his secures as much. as I would like, like downtown demons downtown is fine. Um, he's got a really big gun line, but if I can get like extract advantage, I don't care as much because I can just pop off right. and like make him come to me. And then, his gun line's scary, but then I can group him up and all this other stuff. Uh, we both have intrusions. I'm okay with intrusions. Uh, superpower scoundrels, not my favorite, but I think it's doable. Um, I really like mine better, especially if I get like mutant madman. I think mutant madman's so good for me in this. Um, oh man, if you got if you pull mutant madman, you're in business. Yeah, I, I think like my ideal situation in this matchup would be like if I did my extra or my secures and got like alien ships, madmen, and got the ship on like Juggernaut or something. Uh, but then oh. he's got like voodoo, but then Cat can steal it back. So like there's a lot of weird give and take. Um, I think the safest route mm-hmm. is to pick my extracts to deny deadly legacy virus shenanigans and play on, on my terms Absolutely. a little bit more, but I don't mm-hmm. think I hate it. If I, I don't think I hate it, if he wins and gets extracts or whatever, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I think I'm with you, 
But it's definitely going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup. And it's funny because both of y'all like kind of weirdly counter each other in a weird way. And like, if he had Strange Supreme, I would say he'd had it. He would have an advantage. Uh, you yeah. know, like just purely because the attrition with Supreme and Ebony Maw is definitely going to be there. And then having that mystic like guaranteed into people like Sam or Cap, you know, all that stuff. So like, I I think that he, him not having that definitely means that it's going to be harder for you to chew through his people. Cause he's going to be buffing defenses and healing with strange. But if Strange is spending his power on giving other people defense dice, I think that's okay for you. I mean, that's what my opponent did this past week. I mean, he was burning through power on Strange for defense dice, and, like, that's fine. You know, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Two extra dice is two extra dice is two extra dice. But at the end of the day, you know, some rolls are going to flub. It's going to happen. So. The weird, like, math yeah. behind the two extra it's dice such is... An so weird to me, like two power for two dice, which can very rarely translate to four blocks and four prevented damage. Or right. you take the guaranteed heal for three, but like sometimes they die before then. So like it's a weird give and take with his ability suite. It is. It is. So I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a really interesting thing. And I think that um, I think you'll be able to play on your terms. If, if things go right with the crisis setup. Yeah. I think that's going to be the key for and, me is, you know, you, go ahead. As I say, you have ways to disrupt some of the plays that he, he might want to do with the Cagliostro and stuff like that. So I think you're, you're all right. You know? Yeah. I, I think, I think I have the tools. I think it's just gonna be a matter of playing it correctly and hoping that like, absolutely some crazy fire dice don't happen either way. Well, I hope they happen my way. If they're going to happen, but uh, yeah, I like, hope they happen in your way. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, um, yeah, I had some dice like in my last game, like my first game, it was really skewed against me. Like again, not to discredit mm-hmm. my opponent. He did great. Uh, but I definitely dice weren't doing me any favors. Hopefully we get the inverse and now I get the crazy dice so I can just coast the victory. Yeah. I would prefer that I, I, as much as I like good games. I'm also on the bubble and, uh, I would oh, like yeah. to get it. Yeah. I mean, Hey, look, I'd, I'd love for you to take out DeLuca so that I don't have to deal with that list <laughs> coming up anytime soon. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, nothing against Mike, but you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, uh, are you ready to talk about my matchup now? Absolutely. All right. So, we and uh, suits. Sorry for running so long, again because I'm. We're doing this in a little bit of an off uh, schedule situation. It's it's not as clean as we normally like to make it. So I apologize for that. And it's a little bit extra today, but uh, I'll have timestamps so you guys can skip to whatever you want. Um, so, anyways, I am playing into Exalted Tilapia, and we'll just go through his list and then we'll talk about it. So characters are Angela. Black Cat, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Domino, Killmonger, Okoye, Scarlet Witch, She-Hulk, and Shuri. Tactics cards taken are Mission Objective, Patch-Up, Recalibration Matrix, Sacrifice, 
Special Delivery, Stalwart Determination, The Whims of Chaos, Usurp the Throne, Vibranium Shielding, and Wakanda Forever. And then Crises Taken. We've got Gamma Wave Sweeps Across the Midwest, Sword Base, ugh, and then Super Powered Scoundrels. Extracts, we have Deadly Legacy Virus, Struggle for the Cube, and Montessi Formula. So Wakanda and A-Force mm-hmm. is what I'm looking at here. And yeah, I uh, <laughs> I don't... I've played A-Force a couple of times. I've played Wakanda a couple of times, but neither with this list. It's, you know, it's back in my um, my Web Warriors days, if you will. And I'm I know what the Wakanda wave does, right? Like I know that, but like I've got Baron Mordo who ignores pushes. I mean, he's spent two power, but he can he can be unpushed. And then I've got Indomitable, and I've got the places from people like Strange and you know that kind of stuff and magic with her with her journey through limbo i'd prefer not to use that on my own and i also have orb of agamotto in my list so i've got ways around the shenanigans so i'm not super worried about that i probably should be but i'm not like super worried about it right right i wouldn't want to play into wakanda wave ever unless i had exactly thanos because yeah I think the three best things on Wakanda with on Gamma Waves, which Wakanda Wave for reference is specifically Wakanda at 15 points on Gamma Gamma Wave sweep across Midwest uh, with all their control shenanigans. You're just super good at it. And they their uh, core characters of Panther, Okoye and Shuri uh, is very cheap uh, coming out at nine points. So you get two three-point characters, which tends to be where like some interesting control pieces step up. Um, he doesn't really have the good ones you would typically see. Um, he can run like Black Cat right. Domino. He doesn't and, have the displacement characters, but he, he could run She-Hulk there. He could, um, which I don't think is optimal. I think what would be more optimal optimal is a regular Hulk. Cause I think Hulk is like one of the next best things on gamma followed by Thanos with gems. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I, even like, even without the proper setup, Wakanda is just so hard to beat sometimes. Oh yes, very much so. And I do think I have the tools to do it. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, it's two different forms of control, right? Like his form of control is like guaranteed pushes, Black Panther, Shuri kind of stuff, right? Whereas mine is with the placements from Strange and some of the other little shenanigans, right? But mm-hmm. one of the interesting things I think about this matchup, like if if I'm if we if we hit Gamma, I would expect to see Wakanda. If we're, I mean. Right, like no, I don't want to say no matter what, but I would expect Wakanda on Gamma, not so yeah, much. I would, would A Force, and it's one of those things where I, you know, I've got a lot of experience on Gamma, and I would feel okay with that. And I feel like it would just be kind of characters that I would want to take would be like ancient one would probably be an interesting one there for like, okay, you're going to blast me off a point. Well, I'm going to pull you with me. 
kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's overthinking it. I don't know. Um, I honestly think what's most likely is you see a force. <laughs> he just tries to kick your teeth in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, a force is really good at kicking teeth in, especially they're good at kicking wizard teeth in. And, mm-hmm. uh, look, a character like captain Marvel is really good, is really good into me in this instance, because like being able to just reroll all on energy when she's in binary, she's easily going to be in binary form. I mean, like it's insane to me that Captain Marvel has not played more with the changes she got because binary form is literally online all the time with her now. Yeah. It's just free real estate. It is. And, uh, you know, the energy absorption, like I don't have a ton of energy attacks, but the fact that I have to consider that and stuff like, you know, Ugh, yeah, dang it. I can't stand Captain Marvel in this matchup. Like, I think Captain Marvel definitely sees the table and is definitely a priority target for me if I have an opportunity to. But, you know, characters like She-Hulk, Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel, Domino, all these characters are, like, really solid. I, I think I think Angela, too, is another one that's probably seen. And look, I mean, he's got a lot of physical stuff that he can do here. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what he's going to do. I haven't watched any of his other matches or, or seen anything that he plays or anything like that. But when I when I'm looking at this, I mean, he's got a ton of physical stuff. I think Killmonger is actually really good into me because vibranium weapons is actually energy. <laughs> so I, I think that that would be really good, too. And like I said, I look, I have net higher defenses on energy. But I'm also like weirdly susceptible to it. So yeah, I, I think that, that energy stuff would be really good here. I think he's got a lot of like so he's got sacrifice, recalibration matrix, patch up, and then vibranium shielding, I think is one that's really interesting, as well as stalwart determination. Like I think he's got a lot of like survivability built into his list too, when yeah. I look at this. Yeah, he's. Um, I mean, is that what you see as well? I see a lot of flexibility. He's he's built for a lot of. I feel like a lot of contingencies, right? Like he's got a lot of control with Wakanda. Uh, he's got a lot of punch with A Force and some of the stuff you can bring Wakanda. Wakanda can mm-hmm. also hurt. He's got a lot of defensive capabilities in both, and then they bring him shielding. So I feel like whatever your worst nightmare is, and the crisis you give, he's going to play it. <laughs> like he's oh, just yeah. got the and- flexibility. And, and look, if I'm being honest, like I've been really happy picking my extracts so far this season. I want nothing to do with his secures. I want yeah. nothing to do with them. Like for real. <laughs> like I don't want to deal with Gamma. I don't want to deal with Sword. Scoundrels, that's somewhat neutral for me. But Gamma and Sword, please no. So... <laughs> I think that that little priority role at the beginning of the game is going to be super critical because like, okay, he's got legacy virus. He's got mission objective and black cat. But other than that, like he's going to have a hard time getting all three of them. Yeah. So like, like I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just always, and then his other two extracts are great. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) I can see how you would be. I can. I mean, it's, it makes sense. 
It uh, makes sense. So a little like tidbit from our podcast crew, uh, sooner played his game. I think yesterday, um, against yeah. his opponent who was playing legacy virus. And it was, I think it was like, I think he conceded. I think sooner conceded. He like conceded round three. Yeah. Cause the guy's plan was just no, there was no way to stop it. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he just it was lost pretty gross. Hard. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Thirty six uh, minutes of a game. Yep. Ooh, wait a second. Yeah. So, so any, anytime I see legacy, insane. anytime I see legacy virus, it makes me uh, it makes me a little a little worried about what their plan is because legacy virus. I, okay, I'll I'll put it this way. I think AMG has had a harder time designing fun and fair extracts because of the, the ability to run away and because some of them like um, the citizens one can just win you the game in the middle of the game mm-hmm. in the middle of the, in the middle of a turn, basically. Um, and it's hard to make interesting, mm-hmm. cool mechanics around things you pick up without also breaking them. As we have seen with two of them being banned, um, most recently herbs. Yeah. And I think that this is probably the next contentious one, especially for me. You typically don't bring legacy virus unless you have a plan to break legacy virus and legacy virus. Yeah. But I mean, I'm looking at his list here and I don't see a plan to break it. Which makes me, makes me more nervous. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. The, the, The plan would be he grabs two, we know and then or and then steals one off of me with black hat and then other than that like i don't see i don't see how he gets it how he gets to the third one unless i daze someone that has one and black hat runs and picks it up and then misses object to the other one like it, it has to rely on him doing something to me or me doing something to him in order for him to succeed like there's literally nothing here that says to me that he can just just do it you know what i mean yeah which is assuring in some ways and makes me more scared than others. Cause like I was saying it, if I can't see how it works, like if I can't look into the inner machinations of his list and understand what his goal is, it makes me think he's big brain to me and I, I'm, I'm going to miss it. Um, so like, <laughs> I, I, I think I agree with you that his plan is probably to do shenanigans with a uh, black cat. And if that's it, I think you've got it. I think you could, you can pull that around. But if there's something we're not seeing, it's really yeah. dangerous. To, it's the same reason I, I'm nervous about the DeLuca matchup. Like he's got. Look, like, I'm not worried about. I'm I'm really not worried about Legacy Virus. Oh, that I'm makes not, me worried. In this instance, no. Look, I I say not worried about it. it. Look, it's still a crisis. There's weird things that can happen. Dice do weird stuff. If if power doesn't work out and I'm not able to pick it up, like I'll take that. I'll take that because yeah, there could be some big brain thing that I'm absolutely not seeing here. That's that's fine, but when I look at when I look at what his tax cards are, when I look at what his characters are, there's no one that can just naturally get all three unless they pick them up or steal in Black Hat's case. So I, I don't want to spend too much time focused on that because like if we pull that, I I have a puncher's chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're right. Whereas like if we pull sword. I'm screwed. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I, I definitely think you would rather play Legacy and figure out uh, 
figure out his plan, then uh, play sword and figure out what you're going exactly. to do. Solve that. Right, because if we play sword and God forbid we play at 14, I'm screwed. <laughs> Just like I'm literally screwed. Because at 14, that means we're playing like Supreme and then Mordo. That makes eight. Uh, I guess Wong, may, maybe not even Wong there. Maybe I do Lizard and Magic. That I mean, that might work to play four wide there. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at yeah. all. Or or we get real spicy and we go Strange, Mordo, Wong, Shadowlands. Uh, nope, that doesn't work. Yep, that works. That's 14. So, I mean, that could work, but I don't love it. So, yeah. I, I, that sword is the problem for me more than mm-hmm. anything. Like, Gamma Waves, I feel, like, I feel like I have a chance cubes have a chance montessi love that crisis have a chance and like he's got better uh, overall attrition captain marvel killmonger scarlet witch and she hulk the four of them are better at killing and angela sorry five of them are better at killing anything than i have right but but he's not gonna be able to bring all of them unless we're playing something like 20 threat or maybe even 19 and i still don't think he's gonna be able to bring all of them at 19 and if he does then i can play the activation game a little better Mm. so uh, i don't know i think this is one of those where it's like expecting a force being prepared for wakanda and then making it up as we go along it's going to have to be the play because and i look at this list i mean he's really got good tools for both you know yeah so I'm 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 really torn on this one, and I think this is another one where, if we pull Montesi, if we pull Cubes, you know, one of these that has a middle extract, like if we pull that, and I win priority, I really think Eyes on the Prize in yeah. this instance. Do Eyes on the is Prize? Huge. Yeah. Don't don't because get the, the lust in your eyes. Cubes, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, if we pull Cubes. Well, then that's really awesome because then I can eyes on the prize, grab the middle one, and then grab one of the side ones with Strange. And then he'll have to either make the commit to come over and get one of my side ones, or I'm going to have a 3-2 advantage. And if I've got a lizard, maybe I'll send lizard across and just risk it for the biscuit. I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting. I think a character – I think I'm going to have one of two ways that we play a five-wide extract. It's either do the lizard play, run across, grab it. Or go with the attrition Black Swan type thing. Like I think Black Swan into someone like She-Hulk would be super fun. I don't know if it'd be good or not, but I think it'd be super fun. So I think that could be pretty solid. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking crazy. It's also late. (laughs) We have rambled on way too long on this episode. But – I mean, do you have any final thoughts on like this matchup in the overall? Because I, I, I'm definitely concerned. I'm definitely nervous about it. But I do, I do think I have certain tools that can help me here. Oh yeah, I, I think this is going to be your toughest. We'll probably say this every week. This is probably going to be your toughest matchup so far. Yeah. So this is this guy is the one that beat 
DeLuca last week. The guy. Yeah. Uh, which is no small feat. Um, he's three. He's like you. He's three, and know, he's got a lot of counters to you, but I think yeah. you have the tools to deal with it. It's just going to be doing it and executing it, not getting tilted and doing oh, what yeah. we always talk about, you know, finding your outs, making yep. sure you've got a game plan. And, yep. uh, I think you can do it. Uh, he's got to keep your, uh, he's got to keep focused. Yeah. Staying focused. It's always tough for me. Always tough. It's going to be especially tough tomorrow because my son's home with me uh, from school because uh, his yeah, he just is. So it's definitely going to be tough to stay focused. But uh, but we'll do it. And, you know, when I when I look at all this stuff here and like when I look at the potential threat values and stuff like that, like 17, I'm here for it. 18, 19 here for it. 20, whatever, you know, but like I think 17 looks real good for me. Like if if we're pulling spider infected Montesi or cubes because I really like the idea of Supreme Mordo Wong Shadowlands and Lizard on the five wide extracts and on Montesi Lizard becomes magic. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. So anyways. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think so too. I'm ready. What is your game? Uh, so my game is tomorrow, or when you're hearing this, it's Friday, uh, July 29th at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. Always in the middle. So it's of actually the same time the last two have been. <laughs> Always in the middle of my workday. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Uh, when is yours? Uh, mine is also tomorrow. It won't be streamed. Uh, I think I said it before. I'm not streaming any this week, this uh, this season. Um, yeah. It will be up on the Danger Room YouTube channel, I believe, sometime later. I don't know when. Uh, he asked if recording's cool. I said, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because I don't care if he records. I just didn't want to have the... I, I, I didn't want to have a whole bunch of people talking and scrutinizing every play during the game. and Sure, sure. All yeah, this, we get all it, we get it, we get it. But yeah. uh, so, so recording's cool with me, but um, he's going to... Uh, so, so this one will actually be viewable. But it should be tomorrow at about seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, somewhere in that time frame, when I get off work. Okay, so cool. your game will be concluded, um, yeah. And I will have known whether or not uh, you have succeeded in the four and zero, and then I'll be able to play mine yeah. and see. See, I'm on the I'm on the uh, I'm on the hard path where every single game I play knocks some yeah. either me or my opponent out. Uh, so hopefully, I will be in the running uh, this time tomorrow. I hope so. I hope so. We'll figure it out. We'll find out. And Suits, if you are interested in watching this match, it'll be streamed on Twitch, I'm assuming. Uh, it'll depend on my opponent will let me do it or not. If he does, it'll be on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash DarthBalls05, and that's balls with a Z. So make sure to come and check that out. Make sure to follow me over there and stuff for other uh, Marvel Christ Protocol and other games streamed every now and again. Uh, have some fun over there. I'm trying to, like make it look all professional and stuff. And it is very difficult. <laughs> it's way more difficult than it gets credit for to make it like look cool on stream. So uh, definitely check that out. Also make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform, leave us reviews, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. I know that we run a little long on some of these TTS reports, but you know, we're trying to trying to just give as much information as possible, trying to trying to give everybody the visual 
of of our matches that weren't able to watch it and stuff like that so apologize for how long we run sometimes on these but uh, i hope you enjoyed it and um Merzane, where can people find you uh you can find me on most of the discords like in the patreon only uh house party protocol discord i talk a lot there um <laughs> i also uh am in the gamers guild both in the discord and on the podcast so if you want to listen to me ramble more you can listen to that um and i also help out with the tts uh leagues so if you have questions about that you can message me on discord it's merzane it's exactly how it sounds it's gonna be in the in the title i'm sure or in the description uh, it will be yeah you, just, you can just message me it's, i will message back maybe yep. like I, it, may, it may take Do me a minute but i will message back um also there is a meme where you at me and a discord and share a picture of Omega reds wrists. Um, yep, definitely do that. Or it just Omega red, but especially the wrists. That's your favorite. Part. The wrists. I do have an Omega red update. I played another game. Oh, well let's have it very brief. Um, I did lose. I played against yeah, brief. I, I played against a local. He played cabal. We had a really great back and forth game. Uh, Omega red swung out to one side with hood to heal him. I got one shot basically by sending crossbones uh, I thought, cool, he'll make a good clap back, but I activated something else first. And then he got one shot again by sending crossbones, and he did nothing. Oh. Uh, but po- all he did oh, was man. pick up a pick up and hold an objective and poison um, poison sin. Uh, it was a very good close game. It was very fun. Uh, but he he ended up uh, pulling it off. Um, nice. I, it was a little bit of my own mistakes, but uh. A very fun game. I didn't get to do a lot of Omega Red Fun's stuff. What this matters. Game, yep, exactly. I, I'm hoping next time I get to do more, more Omega Red fun stuff. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. And suits with that, we're going to put a bow on this one. Make sure if you're interested to, uh, you want to support the podcast and uh, what we do here, then you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash house party protocol. And for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year you can uh support the show and all that fun stuff we're gonna be doing a giveaway i'm gonna announce that next week so be ready for that we're gonna it's probably gonna be flying tiger man and some other stuff so make sure to check back for that and yeah follow us on facebook all that fun stuff and we've run on too long party on merzane party on will and power down suits and this concludes the special report tune in next week for more 